You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I forgot to mention it, but I assume by now you kind of know. Call or text your questions, 402-464-5685. That's 402-464-5685. We've already got a couple of questions that have already come in. All right. The people segment, the last 10 minutes of this show is always dedicated to the people. So send your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, or otherwise to 402-464-5685. All right. So I'm leading up to my prediction for the bowl that is super, the Super Bowl. All right. Now you look at the team that's been the most impressive in the playoffs was the Chiefs. Between these two teams, the team that was by far less impressive in the regular season was the Chiefs, and you could flip it. The Niners looked way more impressive in the regular season. The defense looked better. Okay, the offense was explosive. All right. And in the playoffs, they haven't really looked that impressive. They have a three-point win over the Packers, who were barely over 500 this year after a bye week at home. Okay, the Niners did. Then they had a three-point win over the Lions after they were down 17. And I love Dan Campbell. I'm I'm here for – love me some Dan Campbell. I'm here to support that guy. But maybe one or two coaching decisions go a little bit different. Maybe take the guaranteed three at at a certain point in the game. Maybe we're talking about the Lions being in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Okay. Now, you look at Purdy. And to me, this comes down to the quarterback position. Who has the better defense? and which coaches are going to make better adjustments in the big, in a big-time game. Okay, now during the regular season, Purdy played well. Again, he had more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes did. I'm rooting for Purdy. Uh, I'm even rooting for his younger brother, Chuba. okay? And I got nothing but love for him as well. Now, during the regular season, Purdy completed nearly 70% of his uh, passes. Okay, now 113 QBR. That's pretty good. 113 quarterback rating. That's higher than Patrick Mahomes' current playoff quarterback rating, I might add. Now versus the Packers and Lions, he completed just over 60% of his passes, and his QBR, or his quarterback rating dropped to 87. And their regular season losses, again, this wasn't a situation where the defense let them down, or something else, special teams. It always connected if the Niners struggled and came back to the quarterback struggling. Could you rattle him and make him get out of what he typically does in that system? Their regular season losses He had a QBR average of 68 and a completion percentage of exactly 60. Now, you look at Patrick Mahomes. Now, you could argue this was his least effective regular season he's had since maybe his first year in the league. Okay. This year, in the playoffs, completing nearly 70% of his passes, QBR over 100, not as high as Purdy's was during the regular season. Now, again, regular season quarterback rating, he was 63. That's not good for Patrick Mahomes. And that's 27 touchdowns to 14 INTs. If you're a good quarterback, you want a two-to-one touchdown-to-INT ratio. If you're considered the best quarterback on planet Earth, it should be far better than that. Technically, Mahomes wasn't even two-to-one, 27-to-14. This is a two-time Super Bowl champ, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL MVP. By the way, in case you're wondering, three-star recruit coming out of high school. The 12th best dual-threat quarterback in his class. Okay, now at the NFL Combine, this is a guy who pitched growing up. All right, his passes were clocked at 60 miles an hour, which tied him with Logan Thomas and Brian Bennett for the fastest pass 
uh, passes ever recorded at the NFL Combine. His dad, if you didn't know, Pat Mahomes, Major League Baseball pitcher. So he was a pretty good pitcher in high school. Patrick was. All right, he was even drafted by the Detroit Tigers. Not as high as he otherwise might have been because of football. Okay, everyone knew he was going the football route. They took him in the 37th round. Now, I will never for the life of me, random sidebar, why do they have 37 rounds in a Major League Baseball draft at any point? The NFL has seven. There's 26 players on a Major League Baseball team. There's 53 on an active roster, not inc- including practice squad guys, in the NFL. Okay, the NFL, the NBA has two rounds, 60 total picks. Now, they have 15 players on their team's total versus, again, 26 on Major League teams, 53 on NFL active rosters. So, to be clear, now the Major League Baseball has 20 rounds in the draft. Okay, I got to be honest. I went, I, I looked this up, and I, I went on a random tangent here in my notes. I'm reading my notes because I've always been fascinated why Major League Baseball has so many more, so many more rounds. It's insane to me. Now, going back, the first NFL draft had nine rounds, then it went to 10 rounds in 1937, then it went all the way up to 20 rounds in 1939, as we know now, now now back to seven rounds. A lot of guys go the NFL free agent route, they don't get drafted, okay? A lot of guys have opportunities there. Here's my theory, and then I'll get back on track. I'm easily sidetracked, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed, but hopefully some of this is interesting to you because it's kind of interesting to me. Major League Baseball, in my opinion, has so many rounds because they have something the NFL doesn't have. Okay, they have minor leagues. The NFL's minor league is college college football, especially what college football is turning into. It was already that. But they've got double-A, single-A, triple-A, plus the major league. So that's why I think they have so many more rounds. Okay, I just kind of thought that was a little bit interesting. But you get back to the game, the game, the Super Bowl game itself, 49ers Chiefs. I'll redirect my own attention here. All right, my prediction I'm going to give here in a minute. I think the better overall roster is the Niners. All right, with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Now, I will say this. Obviously, I know I know a lot of folks back in D.C., the Commanders. It started out well there. He had a great rookie year. Then he got hurt. I'm going to be honest. If you watch film of him, he doesn't play hard. He just doesn't. You watch Nick Bosa, and then you compare it to Chase Young, the effort, it's night and day. What I've noticed is anytime teams are doing tosses or sweeps or an outside run play, it's never to Nick Bosa's side. The crack block is always coming on Chase Young because if you penetrate fast and hard, like I talked about a Lawrence Taylor or a Derek Thomas or a Nick Bosa exploding off the line, you there's usually a pulling tackle or tight end and they're cracking with the wide receiver or a tight end, depending on what alignment they're in, whether it's trips or bunch or whatever. Maybe a guy going in motion, who knows? You can penetrate and actually make the play in the backfield. But if, regardless of how athletic you are, if you're not exploding off the ball with phenomenally phenomenal effort, it's easy to pin you. That's why they always go to Chase Young's side. I've yet in the playoffs to see a team run an outside toss or something like that to Nick Bosa's side. Chase Young's a phenomenal athlete. But the folks in D.C. were not thrilled with his effort. And so when he got traded to the Niners, I was like, holy crap, how could you trade him to the Niners? They're a juggernaut now. But then I wanted to watch his effort. The dude doesn't go as hard as Bosa. Compare the two. It's not close. I don't mind criticizing someone's effort because they can control that. He's got to give better effort. You can criticize a lot of things about me and my playing dates. (laughs) Trust me. Nobody's a harsher critic than me or my dad. Okay. I always got lovely messages afterwards. And he was very honest. All right. Um, But my effort was, was almost always, like always. I would like to say always. I'm not perfect. But it was always as much as I could give. 
I don't know if I've ever said this on a show. My senior year, we had overtime versus Kansas. There's a picture on the old Huskers Illustrated magazine of me on my knees with my arms in the air after we won. Part of that's in celebration of winning. Part of that's in celebration of, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. I played 101 of those 107 plays, and I know that because I got it on my grade sheet the next day. The most plays I ever played in a single game. All right. The Niners, going back to their roster, they've also got the best, in my opinion, middle linebacker on planet Earth, which is Fred Warner. My son loves, Jacob loves Fred Warner. Okay. Now, the Chiefs, they have the best quarterback in the NFL, best clutch quarterback in the NFL, best probably defense, not probably, the best defense the Chiefs have ever had under the Patrick Mahomes era. Okay. The Andy Reid era, which is basically the Patrick Mahomes era. Reid was there longer with Alex Smith, I guess. And I've talked about there's lots of holes all over the place. Now, I will say this. Travis Kelsey was not playing like he can in the regular season. Oh, my God, as he stepped it up in the playoffs, playing like maybe the best tight end in the NFL. You got arguably the best tight end in the NFL on the other side and George Kittle. Now, to me, the 49ers roster, top to bottom, is better. But to me, the Chiefs are better at what matters most. Clutch quarterback position. Defense. Okay. And I know Kyle Shanahan. All those coaches, if you've seen all the coaches listed out that were at the Commanders, the football team, the Redskins when I was there, they were all there when I was there. He is a great coach, Kyle Shanahan. But he just, Andy Reid, there aren't many guys like him. Not many guys have the experience. He's been to 10 conference, 11 conference title games. Six with the Chiefs, five with the Eagles. What is this, his now fifth Super Bowl? He lost one with the Eagles, lost one with the Chiefs, won two with the Chiefs. Yeah, it's his fifth. All right. My thoughts are this. The 49ers defense hasn't looked the same in the playoffs because Purdy has struggled and their offense has put their defense in tough spots in the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Chiefs defense has looked like the best defense in the entire playoffs, which has helped their offense, which is where I believe some of those holes are on the Chiefs. Plus, you got Patrick Mahomes. Now, you've got the best defensive coordinator in the entire NFL in Steve Spagnola. I'll be honest with you. I was not a Spagnola fan at one time. If you remember, he was brought in as the head coach. Scott Linehan was head coach when I was drafted to the Rams. Going into my third year, they brought in Spags. Okay. And we didn't exactly get along. There aren't many coaches that I haven't gotten along with in my life. My middle school football coach, Coach Logsdon, still keep in touch with him. My high school coach, Coach Coach Hall, he was in my wedding. And his wife, who was our team trainer. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Hall. My college D-line coach, Coach Blake, until he passed away a couple years ago. And his, his wife and I have actually kept in touch since. We kept in touch a lot. Coach Cosgrove, whether you, whether you like these guys as a Nebraska fan or not, he texts me out of nowhere every once in a while. He actually disagreed with one of my Dan Campbell tweets during the NFC Championship game, and he texted me about it. So we had a friendly debate back and forth. I keep in touch with these guys. My D-line coach at the Rams, Brian Baker, Coach Bake, kept in touch with him. Jacob Burney, who was a – and he'll, he'll be honest with you, he's about as antisocial a human being as I've ever met in my life, my D-line coach at the Redskins, the team commanders. We don't keep in touch a lot. He's probably the least of all of them. But we text each other about once every half decade, which is pretty good for Coach Bernie. My point is this. Steve Spagnola was about the first coach that I did not get along with. And then they traded me away for a donut and a cup of coffee to D.C. I retired 
and I needed some help recovering some things so I, I could turn them into the NFL. And I forget what it was about. I think it was the line of duty due to injuries and all this. I swear to God, he got back to me right away. He was more than willing to help me. I couldn't believe it. We didn't have a great relationship. At least five, six, seven years went by. He was phenomenal help to me. Now, I'm not instantly a Steve Spagnola fan. What I am is a guy who talks about football because I played it. I love it. And sometimes I'm occasionally, every once in a while, kind of sort of right. And not right sometimes too. And that's okay. He is the best defensive coordinator in the NFL today. What has he got? Four Super Bowl rings? How many Super Bowls has he coached? The head coaching gig didn't work out for him. That's okay. He's the best defensive coordinator in the NFL today. And that's why this Chiefs defense has played so well. Then you've got Andy Reid, who may be the best head coach. There's some debate out there. The whole Bill Belichick thing, you know, whatever. But he's an offensive mind unlike anything else. All right, let me get my prediction before we roll out of here. So here's my prediction. All right. Probably going to shock you at this point. I think I've given it away. Much love to Chubba Purdy. Much love to Brock Purdy. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to go Chiefs in what I believe will be a great Super Bowl, 27 to 24. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We got the people segment. We'll be right back after these messages. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.